News Talk ZB and the New Zealand Herald present Cooking the Books with Francis Cook, demystifying your finances. Welcome to Cooking the Books. I'm Francis Cook. This podcast focuses a lot on how to fix your finances. But once you've got yourself sorted, should you be helping others? Well, yes. For starters, nobody succeeds purely on their own. Even when you work hard, there's usually some sort of family support or a workplace taking a chance on you or a social scheme that helps you get ahead. So once you're doing well, it's a good idea to pay it back and help out others who are just starting. But if you want to be really cynical about it, it turns out you might be one of the biggest benefactors when you decide to give back. Apparently, our brains quite enjoy when we decide to be charitable. News Talk ZB presents Cooking the Books with Francis Cook, boosting your business confidence. I'm joined now by Dr. Sarah Cowie, psychology lecturer from the University of Auckland. Hello and welcome on. Hi, thanks. People often talk about if it's better to give than receive. Is there any truth to that? In some respects, there is. So we get a lot of benefit from receiving things. It makes us feel good. It's a it's a reward in and of itself. But giving is also associated with the same sort of effects as receiving. So really? if you get a reward, that activates the reward circuits in your brain, makes us feel good. Same thing happens when we give as well. That activates the reward circuits. The activity that's going on in our brain is very, very similar to the activity that happens when we receive a reward. But it's true also that there are some other benefits associated with giving. So there's some research that suggests that people who give to charities, people who donate money, volunteer time, even um, things like donating an organ, um, those people experience a bunch of health benefits. So lower levels of depression, anxiety, better physical health. There's one study that even suggests that that it lowers mortality rates. I should say, though, that these are... By and large, these are correlational studies. So it could be that giving makes us healthier and happier. It could also be that happier, healthier people tend to give more. So (laughs) (laughs) it's it's not always uh, easy to separate the two. Mm -hmm. Although um, they have done a few studies where they've shown that if you, you can prime people, make people feel happier or make people feel sad, and that does influence the degree to which they'll give. So your really? your happiness does influence how likely you are to give something, mm-hmm. but it happens exactly the opposite way as well, that if you get people to give something, whether that's spending money or giving some time or something like that, that also makes them report that they feel happier after doing that. That's so, so interesting. So it's really interlinked there. I mean, it's, as you say, it's sometimes hard to pull apart what's causing what. But where you say that the the reward centers light up in the brain, I mean, that seems pretty clear. Is there any sort of evolutionary basis for enjoying giving away? It feels like uh, from a caveman point of view, you should want to keep your stuff. So why would you enjoy giving away? Right, exactly. So for the individual, the benefits are increased if you look out for yourself and you're not looking out for others. Mm. But if you think about it on a more group level, so as an individual, typically we are part of a community. And if you are willing to give some of your resources at your expense to help others out, then that increases the fitness of the group and potentially increases your ability to survive. And that could just be, that could be your wider community that you're living in. That could also be on a 
family level, so people who are direct relatives or who are close to you and therefore are likely to be quite relevant to your daily life and your ongoing survival. This is so interesting. I might be getting too deep on this and stop me if I am. But it strikes me as, you know, they talk a lot these days about how um, society is becoming more fragmented and more atomized a little bit. Um, And it strikes me that a lot of this enjoyment of giving, um, whether it's giving to your friends and family, whether it's giving to charity, that it comes down to our need for community, it's quite a basic human need, right? Absolutely, yes. And I think that given that it has, that it, it stems from this basic sort of evolutionary need and it's related to immediate benefits for us, it makes us feel good. It's mm-hmm. a really important thing to keep doing that, to keep giving mm-hmm. to, to the extent that you can give. So at the point where you're giving and that really taxes you, then you stop experiencing all those benefits, of course. Yes, yes. I do think you should always be, as as I always say, everything comes within your budget and you look at what you have and then you look at what you're going to divvy up. Um, It's very, very important. When it comes, is there a difference when you're thinking about, you know, giving a present at Christmas to your friends and your loved ones um, versus giving to a charity? Does it matter if you see the people, if you know them? So... We are more likely to give if we know somebody and the, the socially closer that person is to us, the more likely we are to give to them and the larger that gift is likely to be, whether that's a, an act of generosity, a monetary gift, um, you know, time, that sort of thing. Mm. But in terms of whether the effects of that giving differ, depending on whether you're giving to an individual or a group, somebody who's close to you or somebody who you've never met or seen, the evidence suggests that actually there's not much of a difference. So we get the same sort of effects in terms of reward patterns in the brain, whether you're giving amounts of money, whether you're giving them to individuals or deciding to give them to charity, those sorts of things. So there's across a variety of different situations where you could be giving different things that you could be giving, different people or individuals, organisations. The patterns seem to be quite similar. Mm, that's really interesting. And I would say on the charity note, I know that a lot of people are quite concerned about giving. I think whenever you've got another organization involved and you're wanting to make sure that your money goes to the right place, people there's a trust issue, right? And you want to make sure there have been some in the headlines recently of charities that took things and spent it on things that were not the cause. So if there's anyone out there who is concerned about that, I've got a couple of little tips. Uh, A really good one is if you see people on the street or people who are calling you on the phone, they are often employed by a fundraising company. So less of the money you give to them will go to the cause. You can just call up the charity and give to them directly and then they will keep more of that. So that's one really good thing. Um, And if you're worried about how much is going on admin costs and things like that, well, for starters, you can ask the charity what sort of split goes to the cause versus admin. Um, And you can also go to the charity's services website and they've got financial returns, things like that. If you are able to look at that stuff without your eyes glazing over, then you can have a look there to your heart's content. The big thing I think for people is they just want to know that they are making a difference and that's great. Um, Do keep in mind that something like a food bank will generally have higher costs 
um, and that is legitimate because they have to do things like store the food. So if you do go and have a dig through, also bear in mind what sort of work the charities are doing. So anyway, that's just some tips so that you can vet charities and know what they're doing. But I am quite interested in what you said about um, the in- difference between individuals and groups. Okay, not much. But the difference between money and time. Because I always think my way of getting around the trust issue is I would rather donate my time. Is there a difference there in how your brain handles that sort of donation? So I guess the brain, the way that the brain handles it is it's a sort of a cost versus benefit type thing. Mm. And the cost, what we get out of it as well, that depends really heavily on our individual situation. So there are some people who simply don't have time to give, but they can give money or the other way around, no money, but lots of time. Mm. And we know that with all sorts of rewards, whether it's the reward that you get from giving or the reward that you get from from receiving something tangible, all of those rewards, the value that they have and the impact that they have on our brain and our behavior really depends on the individual and the context that you're getting those rewards in. Mm. So it's going to differ quite heavily from individual to individual. And as you said, if you're thinking about things like it's less risky to donate my time, Mm. then that's probably going to increase the value of that reward. Whereas if you're thinking, well, I don't have a lot of time at this particular point in the year, but I could, I've got some money left over and I could give that, that's not too much of a cost to me, Mm. then that's also a sort of a relatively easily accessible reward in that sense. So all of those things, the the difficulty of getting to that reward, the nature of that reward, all of those things go into how it's going to affect our brain. That's so interesting. And it it's like everything to do with money and I guess just life in general, right? It all comes down to what is your situation and how do you make it work within that? I You just can't get past that. There's no never one answer. It's what's the answer for your situation. Exactly, yes. Oh, thank you very much for coming in. That's Dr. Sarah Cowie from the University of Auckland. Now, if you have a question about this or anything else to do with money, do get in touch. You can send them to me on Facebook, Francis Cook Journalist, Twitter, Francis Cook, Instagram, Francis Cook NZ, and I'll try to get them answered for you in a future podcast episode. You can also subscribe to Cooking the Books. We're pretty much everywhere, including iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Until next time. Have a great day. And that's Francis cooking up your business confidence for another week on News Talk ZB.